0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Week one is in the books. Week one's in the books already. (laughs) It is. (laughs) That's crazy. I would be a little happier. Slightly happier if David Montgomery successfully ran. Yeah, anything. I wish uh, the,
0: more of our takes were right.
1: Yeah, we can't we, be perfect. We, I guess we we
0: got, we got a we got a couple
1: right, couple wrong. It's just week one though. Uh, yeah. It is Tuesday, September 10th. Tuesday, September 10th. Waiver wire week two. Is, is that what you want to call it? Waiver wire week two. I guess. Uh, my name is Morgan Coley. Got Rick Lemon right across from me. What's up? I'm I'm like. So excited about the show. Yeah, today. I could tell. Uh, <laughs> I only like, said it like 9 million times before. You look we like started.
0: me at like 12.55 on Sunday. Oh my God. Finance 4K. I off. was
1: uh, kind of getting frustrated on Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie. Why? Because it was uh, 11 o'clock. We're in Easter time, by the way. It was 11 o'clock and it was taking forever to get to 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I paced for like 25 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was waiting. So. Anxiously, You just got to relax on your yeah, Sunday that's morning. True. That's true. Well, I was relaxing on my Sunday morning, and then I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we got a lot to talk about. We're going to give you our waiver wire ads. We're going to go back and forth, discuss guys you should pick up, guys you should not pick up. We are not always going to agree. We are trying to help you uh, form an opinion about what you would like to do. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through some quarterback streaming options, give you some quick reactions from the week. Uh, and we'll start with the news. Before we get into that, be sure to go over to our, over to our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theffchamps on Twitter, at thefantasychampions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychamps. Subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, click the bell for notifications. Leave a comment uh, and leave a, re- a review wherever you're listening and share this podcast with your friends. We would like to make a short form announcement that we will be switching to three episodes a week during the regular season. Don't know why we never told anyone about that (laughs) (laughs) because it was in the plan like a month and a half ago. So there's that, but we are switching to three episodes a week. So you're going to get one tonight. You're going to get one tomorrow morning. You're going to get one Thursday morning, and it's all going to help you prepare for week two. Um, The waiver wire show will be released in the morning time on Tuesdays, but it's a little bit later today um let's get into the news to start (sighs) after a long saga between the raiders and the Patriots, i mean between the raiders and ab not between the raiders and the patriots but i guess (laughs) the patriots are involved uh i don't even want i don't know if i want to talk about it because last week when we talked about antonio brown everything was cleared up and he was playing and then uh like thursday happened thursday it was said that he was gonna play on, on Monday and it wasn't he wasn't gonna be suspended. Then Friday came along and he posted this weird video on Twitter that everyone was like, Why would he, he not YouTube, post that? Actually. It was on YouTube. Yeah. Um, he posted this weird video and everyone was like, Why would he post that? and it was like some sketchy stuff people thought he was being illegal and John Gruden uh his he recorded like john gruden's phone call with him and stuff like that and edited into like a short film or whatever and uh yeah it it was just crazy is illegal like apparently in the state of california it is illegal in the state of california it's probably illegal in more than just that area but john (laughs) gruden by the way to anyone who continues to use that as a thing john gruden approved his use of that audio yeah so that's not even a thing but on saturday morning he ended up Demanding a trade with on an Instagram post. I'm uh, not demanding a trade. I uh, demanding his release on an Instagram post, um, and then he was cut later that day. And at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon, he signed with the uh, New England Patriots. If we were any other, if we were in any other location in this country, we'd probably be pretty pissed off. Oh yeah. Yeah, because, but because we're in New England, we're taking a victory yes, lap. Yes, we are from New England. So. Uh, going for uh, Super Bowl number seven, so there's that. You don't want to rub it in too much. Don't want to rub it in too much.
0: You know, that's beauty that's being a Pats fan. <laughs> yeah. You just feel bad. <laughs> you just feel it's bad. Like, it's like, oh, we got Antonio Brown, too. I you mean, and honestly, like, I'm not just saying this, but it there's a chance that doesn't work out like there's a real chance mm-hmm. he gets cut so i agree I mean, there's a lot of like patriots fans out there that are already like oh we want another super bowl but like yeah. calm down right. a little
1: bit <laughs> the thing i did there's a couple of things i did want to note fantasy wise in terms of this the addition of antonio brown yeah i there's a there's a line in the sand between two parties this this hurts to me this hurts josh gordon's value a lot yes I don't think it hurts Julian's value. And I say this not as a Patriots fan, but as a as a lover of football and watching, you know, the New England Patriots play every single Sunday. Tom Brady and Julian Edelman have a connection. Yeah. It's it, not it's not like Antonio Brown's going to walk into New, in New England and all of a sudden just rip that connection away from those two. I would guys. only
0: say like maybe his touchdowns may go down. Yeah, Antonio like, Brown. I, but think, like I think he'll see a little bit
1: decrease s- in targets just because Antonio Brown is yeah, there. Yeah, but he's still going to be but, Julian Edelman. Right. He's still going to be Julian right. Edelman. He's in still going to be leagues, the guy still you drafted. Valuable, right. yeah. So he's fine. I think Josh Gordon is unstartable if Antonio Brown is yeah,
0: in the lineup. Yeah, his value definitely went down. I don't think you should get rid of him, though. Yeah. Um, but right. he, he went from, like, before Antonio Brown was here, he was rising on a lot of leagues. Like, he went from, like, a WR2 type situation to yeah, yeah to now he's like
1: he's and he had a good just a, he had a good week he one, had a yeah. good week one too yeah. at
0: this point no he's probably nothing more than a bench piece
1: yeah definitely uh the falcons before the season started signed wide receiver julio jones to a three-year 66 million dollar extension through 2023 that is a lot of money um ian rapaport reports that tyreek hill this on sunday tyreek hill went down with an injury um that injury is a collarbone injury it doesn't need surgery but he this report from ian rapaport said he's going to miss a few weeks um it is also being said that he is going to miss a lot longer than just a few weeks um some people are saying till the Ooh. end of october to so the some people are saying Ooh. midway through november so it, yeah it's getting so how about out.
0: sammy watkins everybody <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah um Make sure you pick up – not pick up Watkins. You probably drafted him. And somebody somebody you. drafted him in like I was going to say pick him up. I'm just... like, no, he's not on the way for <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, be sure to uh, – if you have Sammy Watkins, he now start, has start, top start, 15 start. value. Yep. Start him, yeah, um, especially in that offense. I did want to ask you, though, does this increase Travis Kelsey's value at all in terms of production? Because last week, I mean, he got 10 points last week, which is, you know, whatever. He should but.
0: have got more, but Mahomes went too fancy. <laughs> the no-look yeah. pass to the... I mean, I'm sure he got yelled at by, yeah. by a coach. Probably. He's getting too um, cute. But, yeah, um, I think it might, just a little bit. But his, his value is already pretty high. In
1: bad or or Good. Good. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Yes. It doesn't hurt him at all. No, no, no. The, he, he's gonna get direction. a
0: lot of targets. Yeah, I mean, Simi Watkins are targets. gonna get a lot of targets. I'm
1: facing him this week, so frick oh. me. Uh Devin Funches broke his collarbone as well in Indianapolis's Ugh. Week One loss to the Chargers. The Colts placed Funches on injured reserve. Um, this does up Dion Kane and um, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell's value a little bit. Don't run out to try to grab them unless you're in a 14 or 16 team league or in a dynasty league. And if you're in a dynasty league, they're probably already owned. They are. So um, Nick Foles, this is so sad. This was like the saddest news of the day for me. Nick Foles, uh, he also had a collarbone injury. We're getting a run on collarbone injuries (sighs) What's going on? Um, He was placed on injury reserve with a designation to return. So he might be able to return. uh, I think it's after week eight. I'm not sure if that's entirely true. But Gardner Minshew, will replace him. Their sixth-round rookie oh, quarterback. He actually wasn't bad. Yay. They also traded for Josh Dobbs from the Steelers. Oh. don't man. remember what it was for. Maybe awesome. a fifth-round pick. Yeah, six, He's pick. Like, oh, well.
0: Awesome. Nick Foles, <laughs> like, it was on a touchdown where he got hurt.
1: Yeah. And he was looking really good. Oh, he looked fantastic. Yeah. It looked um, like
0: Jacksonville had something there in the beginning. Gardner
1: Minshew didn't look too bad, No, he though. didn't. You, have, you, have you seen a picture of him? No. Look it up right now. He is scary looking.
0: <laughs> what is that? I'm
1: not even going to. He looks like he, he looks. Okay. Think of like, a, before you look this up, think of like a, a 35 to 40 year old high school coach in like the South. Oh gosh. <laughs> he has like, he has like a goatee without the bottom part on his chin. It's like a mustache and like a little rat tail underneath his <laughs> lip. <laughs> you see this guy? Oh, right wait, now? hold on. He looks so ridiculous.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm like, he doesn't... <laughs> the guy's like, I know.
0: I'm like, <laughs> his Who? mustache.
1: And then like the picture in the press conference, he was wearing like a polo tee game. I was like, dude, this guy literally looks like a 35-year-old dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm also. That's a football player right there.
1: That is the new starting that quarterback. That is a football player. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tevin Coleman is expected to miss time after suffering a sprained ankle. If you have Matt Breida... Start him. If yeah. you have a Raheem Mozart, which I'm assuming that you do not because not a lot of people were out to grab him. <laughs> um, I think he might be worth a flyer on the waiver wire. Um, he'll probably make it through waivers this week and you can probably grab him on Wednesday morning um without using any of your waiver budget. Um Darius Geis underwent an MRI Monday and he is likely to miss time. I believe it's a meniscus injury uh jimmy fowler reports that it is a meniscus injury so he's not expected to miss significant time but in his absence like you said adrian peterson uh mm-hmm. obviously gets a bump and uh what's his chris name chris thompson chris thompson we were talking about this before the show by the way that's why i said yes said. um <laughs> i do disagree with the adrian peterson thing though I, i'm not sure i see any real upside if you were gonna if you're going to pick up a guy on the redskins right i about, would rather chris
0: thompson but yeah,
1: I would say Chris Thompson. Adrian Peterson, right now, he, he's his team's already uh, ticked off that he was inactive on Sunday. So, um, Juju Smith Schuster, he had a uh, toe injury in the game. He's expected to be fine and he will play week two. Uh, Sterling Shepard may be dealing with a concussion. So, keep that, uh, Ooh. keep your eye on that if you are interested Yikes. in starting Sterling Shepard this week. Um, Greg Olson has a back injury. He did not practice this Monday. Uh, Dontrell Hillard has a concussion. He missed practice today. And then uh, Greg Olson, he also says he plans to suit up for Sunday, but uh, the situation on the short week because he's playing on Thursday is not ideal. So that is all the news we have for you right now. Um, let's get into our quick reactions from Sunday. Sunday's week one of the NFL season.
0: The first so
1: long week, for this. What we waited so long for this. It is so anticlimactic because nobody is ready to play. Literally no <laughs> one. Every week, every single every single year, week one is always a cluster for every fantasy team. And then you get the overreactors who sell their entire team in one one week. Yeah. I've I've done that before. Um and then you get people who just stand pat and say, I don't know what my team looks like yet, I'm not trading nobody. Um, so it's just a weird, weird week. Um, this particular year, uh, we had a lot of rookie wide receivers and tight ends, which is not uh, one tight end really kind but of abnormal. It's very abnormal. Yeah. Like sometimes one guy or two guys really have rookie a receivers. one,
0: but always struggle. There's I very mean, very few cases where rookie receiver,
1: does that lend to the fact that this, re- this, this class of wide receivers was talked about as one of the best. And it's a very few years. deep. It's a very deep class. Yeah. Um, but, but there
0: was not supposed to be any, like, Julio Joneses or and the, DeAndre Hopkins or, like, superstar receivers.
1: The other thing that you would notice in these games is how much guys like Tyreek Hill are affecting the game of football because yeah. how fat. Like, when I saw Marquise Brown, I was watching the Ravens game, and when I saw Marquise Brown shoot down the field after he caught that ball, I was Shot like, out of a can. <clears throat> he literally looked like Tyreek Hill. He was so fast. Terry, uh, what is his name? Uh, Terry McLaren from the Washington Redskins. He's a rookie. He was so fast. Like, all of these guys... All these with the exception of T.J. Hawkinson, were really, <laughs> he was. You
0: know what though? He, he looked great really, right. He actually he, looked pretty fast for, for how big he is. He was yeah. zooming by linebackers. Um,
1: if Hawk is on his path to being Gronk, he's he's uh, on his way. Yeah, I think he had uh, his receiving line was like 124 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, really good. Um, that's that's really good for for a rookie tight end. Like I going into this week, it makes me look like an idiot, and you look like an idiot. And 90 of the fantasy football community look like an idiot unless you're in a dynasty league. Um, because redraft people don't draft unless you're rookies. in an extremely yeah. deep league. You don't draft rookies. You no. stay away from rookie wide receivers. The um, only
0: guys that were getting drafted in redrafts were like DK Metcalf. Yeah. And, and that was like 13th round.
1: <laughs> I mean, Metcalf, what do you had Eight points. Something yeah. Like he that. was okay too. And had PPR. Um, but yeah, so it was a very interesting week. Um, it started with my disappointing. Oh. It, it was actually an all around disappointing game one. Really? Uh, the Bears, was it the Packers oh, at Bears. the Bears? Yeah, Packers yes. at Bears. Yep. They uh, David Montgomery came out. He played only thirty eight percent of the snaps. Um, he got like seven touches. He outperformed Mike Davis, and they wouldn't give him any. Oh yeah, work. you were flipping was, out on I Twitter. I was heated. I still anybody am, who
0: follows that man on Twitter knows. Freaking Matt Nagy he sent like dude. twenty
1: tweets. How stupid can you be? Like I can't. <laughs> This is my react. This is literally my only quick reaction for week one. How stupid can coaches be? I, I watched the Bears. Right, the Bears' offense was not working. Oh, it's brutal. It was brutal, and they didn't do anything to change it. And I you could say the same thing about the Packers, but I just want to focus on Matt Nagy for a second. Matt Nagy gets way. And I heard somebody say this. Can't remember who it was, but he gets way too cute with his play calling. Way he the does. first that play of true, the game yeah. when he lined up three, three. Like I think, I think. I think, I can't remember. I think Mitch Trubisky was lined up at tight end. Like, I, I don't even know. It was just such a stupid play call. They had,
0: yeah, they had the three running backs set, right?
1: Yeah. But it was like that happened, and then they wouldn't shift away from Mike Davis the entire game. They just kept on giving it to Mike Davis, and Mike Davis was just not running well, not running well, not running well. He was okay. But like David Montgomery would come in, and then he'd you know, get an eight-yard run, and he would like electrify the offense and all that stuff. It got to the point where Bears fans just started booing Mitch Trubisky off the field, and I couldn't figure out if they were booing Trubisky or booing Matt Nagy because Probably both of them just sucked. The offense. Uh, and then on Sunday, the Bills game, they spent the they gave they gave david they gave devin singletary 70% of the news. snap share and he didn't get a touch until Halfway through the third quarter, and you know what happened when they started giving Singletary touches? He did pretty good with it. They him. start. He did pretty good, and they actually scored seventeen points to come back.
0: Now, in that at least in that case, they weren't running the ball at all. I don't think they no, had no, a carry no, no. in the first quarter. I, I,
1: that's that's what I would like. Say their first about sixteen that, plays were
0: passing plays,
1: but they did give a majority. Like I think it was eleven carries to Frank Gore. Yes, Frank Gore, Frank only Gore had, had like somewhere around thirty percent snap. Yeah, he had more maybe care. when 25. he was
0: out there. He was getting the ball on the ground.
1: An interesting thing to note about that particular game is that TJ Eldon only had, I believe, four snaps in the entire game. So if you're that's good, if for you were worried Devin about Singletary that Terry as a Devin Singletary owner, now once again,
0: we warned you. I've been saying this: Frank Gore is the rookie running back slayer. He really is, or young running back slayer. If you have a young only in running an back Adam Gase like, offense, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he's on the Bills, bro. That's what I'm saying. Adam Gase is on the Jets. No, bro. that's what I'm saying is that Frank Gore is no longer in Adam Gase's offense, so he will finally not slay the well, rookie.
0: It, not in week one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he carried still, him. He had 12 half PPR fantasy points, which is not terrible. No. Um... But that was another stupid scenario. They're going to ride Frank Gore. Like, how stupid can you be? And then um, there was one more scenario. Frank Gore is okay, but he's
0: like a change of down. In the Ravens game,
1: now I understand that that they want to go in that direction. I can understand using Mark Ingram and Justice Hill, but the amount of carries that Gus Edwards got in that Ravens game was just asinine. I was like, dude. What are you doing? But least, like, it was a great offensive performance. But Mark Ingram was so good in that game. He said he was going to go with the hot hand, and he gave Mark Ingram fourteen but, carries. But
0: wasn't that because they were up by like thirty at halftime? Oh yeah, yeah. But so I just—it wasn't majority of his carries in the second half. Yeah. Gus Edwards. So that's actually a good thing if you're Mark Ingram. Yeah. Owner, in my opinion.
1: But I just think I think coaches around the league things will get worked no, out. No, I know what you're things'll saying. Things will get worked
0: out. C.J. Anderson getting the same amount of carries as Carry Johnson, I believe. I'll look up the exact total. Yeah, yep. But like that too it's like
1: yep what are you doing <laughs> uh but David Montgomery on Monday night I mean on Thursday night football disappointed everybody in the world and I I got a lot of hate uh from Did people you? about telling them to start David Montgomery over certain players um uh, one guy one guy, this was actually kind of funny I recommended that somebody start Montgomery so somebody commented on it again and said he retweeted it and said don't do this like he said start David I was I said start David Montgomery over Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones is facing the Chicago Bears D. Right. And he was like, he retweeted and he said, don't do this. And then Aaron Jones got four point four fantasy points and <laughs> David Montgomery got five, so I win by point six. <laughs> yeah, they're both yeah. Garbo. Uh both of them were very bad. I think that I don't know that both offenses are gonna look this bad the rest of the season, but I don't know. It was just horrendous <laughs> It was a bad first game yeah. um i wanted to note that uh kyle murray was pretty good um yeah, he had he a, had a first bad half. first half yeah rough first yeah. half but when he started to figure it out and they started figuring out the play calling and, and working again he i think he ended with uh 22 fantasy points solid for a rookie quarterback that's pretty solid i don't even know how much of that was running either um, wasn't he had like i think he had one or two big runs
0: but it was majority through the year
1: i don't know if you wanted to bring up the derrick henry thing but you can okay. Go, go ahead. So uh, Derrick Henry had twenty-eight fantasy points in a half PPR setting. Yes. You know what stinks? What I want I to bring this up all year we've been talking about
0: like Derrick Henry and yeah. where he was getting drafted is not. A good I still spot. think he's a bust. But right before the season started, yeah, you like, shifted like focus. Friday. You're like no. I was, was like, dude, me. I'm gonna do a 180 on Derrick Henry. I actually like him, and I like him this week. That's and you, called, no other you called me nuts. Yeah, that is true. You were like, dude, you're wild, <laughs> You were wild, like trying bro. to convince
1: yourself. You well, are wild. He got 29 points. Yep. Um, so this is what I kind of look at for Derrick Henry is that, and I did the same thing for Marlon Mack, is that you can't look at the surface level for these players. You have to look at the actual, like, dig into the statistics and figure out what actually happened. Is Derrick Henry going to catch more than 10 balls this year? Because <laughs> last year, he, I think he had eight. <laughs> He'll he'll probably end up with around 10, <laughs> 10 to fifteen. So one his one catch in that game is going to what went for like seventy five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it was a screen pass. If you assume that he doesn't get that one catch for seventy five yards, he had nineteen rushes for eighty four yards in a half PPR setting and a full PPR setting. That's eight point four fantasy points with the touchdown. It got him up to like fourteen or fifteen. So on a normal week when he doesn't score a touchdown, Derek Henry will probably get around. What if he gets like 15 seven, touchdowns? Eight. Well, if he gets 15 touchdowns, then it's a whole other story, but I don't know if I want to believe that. Do you think Derrick Henry's going to get 15 touchdowns? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he'll like, get like But I think he'll get 10, I'll but they're not, like, it'll, they'll be spaced. And I think a lot of people, like I told you before the show, I said Derrick Henry's going to be one of those players that you want to rely on, but you just can't. He might have a stretch of like three games where he gets like, I would, a touchdown, I'd be touchdown, a lot more touchdown.
0: confident if I had other – Good
1: players around Derrick Henry. I think he's just in a, sense. in a half PPR and a full PPR setting. Like in, in a standard leagues. league, yeah. Derrick Henry's perfectly fine. I think he's a great RB2, and you can you can roll with him your entire season and slide him in your starting lineup. But the problem with Henry in a half PPR and full PPR setting is that he's at such a disadvantage because he doesn't catch balls. That's why I didn't draft him in our league, and that's why I called him a bust, because people were drafting him in half PPR and full PPR leagues in the fourth, third round. Third or fourth round, it was like, why are you doing that? It's like is way too much. Week one looked much. pretty good, but yeah, week one. He, looked you're right
0: though. The the, the seventy five yard catch is not going to happen again. No, but on the ground, I think like he will get eighty yards a game. Just yeah. about. yeah, I don't think because I, I, I think I he's going to get like that. twenty carries a night or very close to it. So yeah, I think he in half PPR if you have other solid running backs around him because I do think he might be inconsistent from week to week, but it's similar to like not the same level, but similar to like a Tyree kill where he can go off one week and yeah. then like bust See, the next week.
1: I don't think he's going to, there might be weeks where, cause he's not that, that reception is not going to happen. Again. No, it won't. Um, there are going to be weeks where he'll probably get like two touchdowns or something like that, and then there's going to be weeks. That's where what I'm saying. You, there's going to be weeks where he'll get like six. He'll get like six. He'll gets like sixty yards, and that'll be it. Right. Maybe like one. No catch. No catch. I just think yeah. I think guys like Aaron Jones, guys like Carrion Johnson, you know Leonard Fournette, those guys of the world that you drafted in the same region are way better values in fantasy football just because. Like Leonard Fournette, for example, is getting. He didn't score on Sunday, but he got. Ninety-nine yards, and I think it was four catches. And in the uh, long
0: run, those receptions will matter, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and then the only one, the only other one I wanted to talk about is uh, Sunday night the Patriots just friggin' throttled. Yeah, that was those Steelers. That game was over, and they don't have a B yet. Five so minutes, watch out. Um, is there anything you wanted to? Oh, the Monday night football game was spectacular oh, between yeah. the Saints and the Houston Texans. That was the best game of the week. Low key rooting for. Um, after after that call. The Houston Texans score a touchdown. Oh. They need a field goal to take the lead, a, a, like extra an extra point, point yeah. to take the lead. And they kick it, and the guy freaking chokes and misses. But they did like the, this chintzy. The it was a chintzy roughing the kicker call. Yeah. And they have to like they had to like reset it, and he ended up hitting it and taking the lead. I felt good for the Saints. I'm not yeah. going to lie. After, I was rooting for Houston 58. before that just because I have Deshaun Watson. I was like just like, like how many times are the refs going to do this? Like it's such a snippy call. Like that's a, that's like no, a game deciding yeah. moment. That was. This like, is, we don't yeah. want the as as NFL fans. We do not want referees involved in game winning decisions. No, like absolutely not. Or in any sport. But
0: Drew Brees and Deshaun Watt, Deshaun Watson had fantastic games. Yeah, that was a great quarterback battle and two good, very good teams that will probably both make the playoffs. Yep.
1: Uh, let's move on to our waiver wire additions. This is what you came for. Yes. It only took us. 25 minutes. Um, so we're going to go through some of our waiver wire ads, and then we're going to go through our, our QB streaming options for the week, um, and we'll close out the show. Uh, so let's start off. I, I wanted to start off with with the wide receivers and discuss some some options here. Um, this is actually – last year there was a similar situation. Like, I don't know if you know week one, Kenny Still at 22.
0: I do recall that, yeah, yeah.
1: actually. Um, I don't know how many waiver budget – or free agent acquisition budget was wasted. Somebody on. threw at least two hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, I I guarantee that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like Dolphins offense. If if uh, if if some of these guys didn't go off, I think Albert Wilson probably would have been that because he didn't have a horrible day. Yeah, he didn't. He actually. Um, was okay. But the number one guy I wanted to talk about uh, personally, and and he was he was probably. Like as one thing that I like to do as I go through wide receivers at least in fantasy football is mm-hmm. is I like to look at you know every week there's going to be guys that have a touchdown and 100 yards yes. on like four receptions. So what I like to look for is target share and and num- the number of yards that the guy gets. If they got 120 yards on seven receptions for like 10 targets, then that's a guy that is worth going after. If the guy got Four targets and caught four balls for 160 yards and two touchdowns. There's a lot of volatility there, and yes, maybe it's worth a pickup and a look, but there's a lot of volatility there. Not every wide receiver is Tyler Lockett and can get away. <laughs> I want to note the Tyler Lockett had one, one catch, catch for a touchdown 40, for 40, 40 yards. yards. Yeah. That's just it's what he nervous. does. If, 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 if anybody here. had
0: Tyler Lockett in 2018, they know exactly. Like, what is he a
1: bust? About. I don't know. We're getting the exact. locket. Like, he gets like
0: one to five catches. He, so He gets, like, 90 yards every time.
1: The one guy that I saw on the waiver wire this week that I was like, you know, he was a guy that I was looking at before because there was a lot of talk around getting him 100, 100 receptions, but it was Jamison Crowder. Yep. In a standard league, I want to note this, in a standard league, do not pick Jamison Crowder up off your waiver wire. I'm telling you this now before we get into the Jamison yeah. Crowder hype because you are <laughs> going to love him. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's so great. Fourteen receptions for ninety-nine yards is gross. Like that's gross. That's that's like what is that six six yards a reception? Yeah, that's much. just what Adam Gase's offense kind of looks like that's for slot receivers. Of, yeah. So anyway, in a standard league, he's probably only going to get like sixty to seventy yards a game. Yeah. And he's not really he's that not. valuable in full and in, in half PPR. When you are a guy that can get eight to ten receptions a game, yeah. That is extremely valuable, and I. this is the way that I look at it with Jamison Crowder. This might be a overestimation, but if he does get targeted 10, 11, 12 times a game as a slot receiver and gets 60 to 70 yards and he pulls down like eight catches, you're talking about 11, 12, 13 points a week. So yeah. his upside, his floor is like 11 to 14 points, right? And then when he scores a touchdown, his upside is... You know even higher it's it's his upsides like 20 points that given week so i think jameson crowder you know i'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one i'm not saying he's going to be a high-end guy but he's worth a look to put on your bench and to see if he can become a wide receiver too yes the numbers are gross yes he's a you know he's not a sexy pick you know you're going to look at john ross you're going to yep. look at marquise brown we're going to talk about them in a second this is not the sexy pick this is the This is the going to get you ten receptions a game. Because like that's Yeah. yeah. When you're looking to
0: pick up guys this week, the whole league is too. They're all going to be trying to get John Ross. They're all going to be trying to get Hollywood Brown, which aren't bad pickups. No. But this is somebody who you're you're probably going to get at a solid value and it's worth it. Because anyone who was watching that game saw Sam Darnold was Loving like the connection between Crowder and Sam Darnold is right. awesome. He, he's clearly the number one target for oh, yeah. Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. He's the security blanket. I mean 17 targets. That's <laughs> that's insane, dude. Yeah. Now does Demarius Thomas getting traded there have any
1: Um Yeah, we forgot to talk about that in the news segment. Demarius Thomas was traded to the New yeah. York Jets for a sixth round pick to the Patriots. Um I don't know. I they play two very different roles. They do. Like Robbie, that's more of like uh, they're Robbie worried Anderson, about Robbie and Anderson's injury Quincy, than anything. Wasn't
0: else. Wasn't Quincy a new one? Got didn't he get hurt?
1: He I got hurt remember. in the game. I don't think I don't know if it was. Yeah, if he came remember. back. There was no news on it, so I don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you're in a if if you're in a league and you desperately need a starting wide, like you're you're not Crowder, deep at wide receiver. Yeah, this guy could be somebody that you pick up and you could start. Like the first week, Crowder's going to get
0: ten in half PBR or a full PBR league. Jameson
1: Crowder and trust me, like ten points every week. Ten points every week is not a a like like I said, it's not sexy. It's not. It's not pretty. Watching it, it's like having Julian Edelman almost in a context that Julian Edelman's not one of those guys that you look at and you go, "Oh, I want that guy on my team." It's he's a. I'm gonna get you 11, 12, 13, 14 points a week, and maybe every once in a while I'll put a touchdown up. That's what Jamison Crowder might be this year. I think that's what
0: he is gonna be. And honestly, 17 like,
1: targets is a lot. Like you can't
0: ignore 17 targets. No, you can't. And in a full PPR league, he might be like like 15 to 18 points a week. Yeah, which is you know it's not it's not anything crazy, right? But, but that's very very good production, and oh, he's it gonna is. get that a week not including a touchdown. So if he adds like six to ten touchdowns, he's going to be a real
1: player. I think he's definitely worth a pickup this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Number two, uh, the guy that I see here is Mark Brown. Um, Hollywood Brown. He's owned in 30% of leagues. So he's available. That's higher than I thought it was. Oh, yeah, very high. There's a lot of people who were in... There are people in fantasy football who love drafting rookie wide receivers and then get burned every year and don't learn from it. I don't understand. I don't get it at all. Maybe maybe that 30% of leagues is, is dynasty leagues. <laughs> oh, yeah, know. probably. Uh, but he's owned in 30% of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. I don't even know if ESPN and Yahoo do dynasty. Um, but anyway, Marquise Brown, th- this is a difficult one for me. He's not a player that you can snag this week, and I know we're going to get these. We're going to get questions this week on Sunday morning. Should I start Marquise Brown this week? He does have a good matchup. Against yeah, I was going to say he does have a good matchup, yeah. But here's the thing on Marquise Brown, and this is the big problem that I've had from, from the get-go from him. Do you know how many snaps he played? How many? 18. Do you know how many, like, Routes he ran where he uh, well no how many uh targets he had four right? five
0: he had five okay five targets four oh, receptions
1: yeah. so he had eighteen percent no he had eight snaps and eighteen percent of the snap share was that partly because did he play in the second half yes he did yeah I mean he's a rookie why would you not play him in the second half like if it was if it was Tyree kill I would be like okay yeah take him out but like he needs like reps yeah. reps so. He played the second half.
0: Well, that's Marquise
1: probably. Brown did not get now. Can he, after that performance, get like sit down with John Harbaugh and him for for him to be like, we're going to put you on the field a lot more this Sunday. Yeah, be prepared. Like, yes, I believe that. And if he if he does get up to like a sixty to seventy percent snap share instead, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Lamar Jackson will throw it to him a lot. Marquise Brown is a long play. He's a he's a guy that you want to pick up stash on your bench, see if he turns into something, and then if by the end of the season, because usually rookie wide receivers start playing a lot better in the second half of the year, if he's a guy that starts playing better in the second half of the year, you could have a great wide receiver. But as of right now, yes, he's an option to go after, but for me, like, I don't even know. He's available in all my leagues, and I don't even know if I have a claim on him yet just because he, he reminds me of Calvin Ridley, like where, boom, this guy's here, At and then like, like three weeks in a row he's going to get like two. And then, yeah. like that, would not be surprising to me. In the no, in the it, wouldn't
0: be, it wouldn't be for me either. The hard thing, as you said, that five targets,
1: <laughs> five targets, he, eight he did a lot with those five targets. But still, he was five on the targets. field eight times. You know, you know who was on the field more than him? Who a wide receiver named Seth Roberts? Oh gosh, <laughs> it, he actually led the team. I in would still, p- so I would still pick him up.
0: Oh yeah, but there's yeah. other guys. Like I would rather pick up Jameson Crowder before I go Hollywood Brown.
1: Yeah, just because. Of the targets. Okay, you're that sitting. Is, you're sitting there, and you know the, the you're in a you're in a waiver budget league, or you're you're in a you're just a straight waiver league. Correct. Are you taking him with your first waiver priority in a straight waiver league?
0: If Jameson Crowder is available, no.
1: Okay, and it, or how much how much would you put on him in terms of waiver budget?
0: I wouldn't go nuts with it. I'd probably probably like five percent. Yeah, I I really, I I really wouldn't do too much with it. I would still want him on my team. I I would make the effort to get him on my team, but I wouldn't go
1: crazy with it. Yeah, Um, for me, I'd probably put somewhere around like fourteen to sixteen, and I I just, I just, no, fourteen to sixteen waiver dollars. Okay, all right. So, I, I just don't want to put too much of my budget towards a guy who could just be, you know. A complete bust for the rest of the season you know what I mean, yeah. he has a really good week one and then doesn't perform the rest of the season but the baltimore ravens are in a very unique scenario where they have no receivers like it's not like they have a veteran besides willie sneed maybe a veteran sitting there taking those reps and taking those snaps and like there is a chance that if he starts to if he becomes the starter and he's the the main guy that he could get all those reps yeah, the guys that I've talked about, like Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd, and guys like that, in their rookie seasons, they had to they had to play next to AJ Green. You know what I mean, like or right. or, or Julio Jones. You know what I mean. So it's like it's like when you have a guy next to you, it's harder to produce that. But Marquise Brown is the guy. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely put a waiver claim in on him, but I don't know how much I would do it. Uh, I if you're in a, if you're need. If you're into depth for wide receivers, I would pick Marquise Brown up. But if you need wide receivers desperately, like I'm really deep at wide receiver in our fantasy league. So I would pick up Marquise Brown as like a stash thing. But like I would go no further than that. If you're a team that's really weak at wide receiver, pick up Jamison Crowder. Make him your number one priority this week because Marquise Brown might be good in 10 weeks. But if you don't have wide receivers and you got to win now, what what would you rather do? Um, The third guy, John Ross. I I really I looked at numbers. Don't ever look at numbers and I would go to player profiler and do your research, you, but you, you hear it here first. Don't ever look at numbers. Don't ever look at numbers. <laughs> Just go with your gut. Uh John Ross three years ago. Two years ago. This is his third season, I believe. Yeah. He was picked round number one Ninth pick overall. nine. Yep. Is this a breakout for John Ross? Yes. Kind of Well, okay. here's the problem. He says right, right, yes, right, kind right. of. Here's the problem. <laughs> Should you pick up John Ross? Yes, right. kind of. Here's I love the John Ross.
0: I had him on my team last year. He was he's always injured. He's, Indecisive. He's I because there's problems with John Ross. <laughs> he's injury prone. There's when AJ Green comes back, he's gonna be the third option. I'll on tell that you team.
1: right now, I'm gonna put hundred and forty dollars on him.
0: Then make it 141 because he's coming <laughs> to my team, baby. There's just so many questions with John Ross. I love yeah. the player though. He's like he's a he's awesome. Yeah. If you watch him play, and like you get why he was drafted ninth overall. He
1: did have when I looked at some of the highlights. Just a note: he did have a couple of plays, a couple of balls that he just completely dropped out of his hands, and he looked a little slow on his routes. But overall, he he did look electric. He looked yeah.
0: pretty good. And he the, the, the talents there. It's just that the the, the thirty one fantasy points and a half PPR is kind of deceiving a little bit because again, when AJ, I'm so concerned with the AJ Green thing. But you, on the flip side, you could also say AJ Green is also injury prone. So when he comes back, how long is he actually going to be back? Right. So I do like John Ross. I do, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this in the past. Year three is a big breakout year for wide receivers. Yeah. It's his third year in the league. Like,
1: it's- you want to believe it, but then there's this real possibility that next week he gets one point, and you're just like, oh gosh. For me, here's it. Here's it. Here's Would- here's what my situation is. Okay. I love John Ross. I think John Ross is going to be really good in AJ Green's absence. My problem is, is the long term. If you like, this is like I said, going back to the Jamison Crowder thing. If you need depth now, you need guys now to start for your team then I would go pick up John Ross and play him in the time that A.J. Green is gone. Otherwise, I would avoid him. If you're looking for a long play, don't pick up John Ross. Like If you want to pick up John Ross and then two weeks later sell him before A.J. Green gets back to the unsuspecting suitor, then uh, feel free. But like I just don't want to waste my waiver budget on a guy that may actually turn out next West week to problem, be a If bust. you're in
0: a waiver budget situation, I would be cautious with that.
1: Yeah. Because there's gonna be guys that are gonna spend a crap ton yeah, on
0: him. But if you're in just like a regular waiver league, oh my God, it's John Ross. Where it's like waiver priorities oh, and stuff like that, God, then I would definitely take a shot at John Ross. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, budget I wouldn't I wouldn't go nuts with it. I mean you would you rather This
1: would, is this is actually go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What you were saying. I was gonna say this is actually probably like, week one, the amount of receivers that are available right now... There's a lot. It's it's crazy. Um, what were you going to say? Uh,
0: just quickly, would you rather John Ross or Hollywood Brown right now?
1: I would probably take Hollywood Brown.
0: Okay. I would rather take John Ross, but it's close.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would rather take Hollywood Brown because I think he's... Long run? A long run, higher upside type player. Like Because when A.J. Green gets back, John Ross becomes basically it's, irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: well, not basically irrelevant, but he definitely goes... Down.
1: Yeah, I mean. My thing is, like. Like, how many fantasy points do you really think John Ross is going to score as the third wide receiver on an offense? Like, <laughs> no Tyler way. Boyd's going to get the no targets. Way. yeah. You know, A.J. Green's going to get his targets. How,
0: but my thing is how. That long
1: shows long. me that when A.J. Green comes back, my word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, he Bang, could be really people good.
0: People have been talking about the Bengals' offense all season and being, like, terrible. Trashing on If them. they're all healthy, they're really not that bad. John so, Ross, Tyler Boyd, yeah. A.J. Green, yep. Joe Mixon. Yep. Like that's actually a lot of talent for that's the weapons.
1: True. Um, there was other guys, uh, Terry McLaren, uh, McLaren. you could make that into like some kind of car joke, and I'm pretty sure people McLaren. have already done that, but I'm, I'm not sure. You have Mia Cole Hardman. Hardman is a decent ad, um, considering the injury to Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, the speed of Mia Cole Hardman is probably going to re- replace that of Tariq Hill. Um, in his absence so i don't know we'll see this week if that's really a good play i would wait one week and then yeah. start i mean well unless you have a spot like no one's going out and picking up Michael hardman this week i i mean somebody might in your league some crazy deep guy but um he's he's a good look terry McLaurin had a really good rookie start to the week um Devonte parker's not a guy I would ever get in what about uh danny amandola um amandola is an interesting play. np he's owned in four percent of leagues he had 13 targets, seven receptions. He had a very good week one. In a PPR league and in a half PPR league, I think he's worth owning. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's the Lions offense. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> like, it's not that the Lions completely sucked because Matt Stafford was good in that offense. Matt Stafford is good, is solid quarterback, and they have weapons. I just think Danny amendola they're modeling their entire offense, and we've seen this. They're modeling their entire offense around the New England Patriots. They that's got TJ like. Hawkinson, Danny Amendola, slot receiver who they literally got from the Patriots. Now, I don't even know if Amendola is a slot receiver. I think he's a streaker. I don't know. He had 13 targets though. Is that going to happen again? We don't know. Um, if you like I said if you have the spot, like tell who would you drop for Danny Amendola? I
0: mean, the way some players play it all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot actually, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I just I it, it really I depends.
0: If you're in a full PPR league, I would definitely pick up Danny Amendola because I do think yeah. he's going to get like seven catches a game.
1: Chris seven, Chris Conley, and the other wide receiver from uh, from Jacksonville, DJ Chark, DJ Chark. Both yeah. of them are actually interesting ads. I would keep, and I don't think they're. I don't think either of them, to be honest with you, are going to get added in leagues this no. y- this year. I mean, especially this, with this the, week. I'm with sorry. A Nick Foles injury, especially with the Nick Foles injury. Um, I think there might be some person that picks them up, but I would keep an eye on. If you're if you're if your you know fantasy platform has a way of watching players, I would put the watch marker on them and make yes. sure you can, you know, see Agreed. them on a regular basis. Uh, Cole Beasley is he maybe a decent ad he's owned in fifteen percent of leagues, but outside of that I don't really what see about uh, John Brown. Uh oh my God. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't really want John Brown. Uh you had twenty one points, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, half PPR. He's he's the main receiver in Buffalo. He is. That's another non, how many targets did he have? I'll bring that up right now. I'm curious, how many leagues has he owned in John
0: Brown? Had 10 targets, interesting 123 yards in a
1: touchdown. See, that's, that's not bad. I uh, he, yeah, I'd wait a week because he's not probably, he's probably not going to get picked up this week. I'd wait a week and uh,
0: just he, see after that week, yeah.
1: Um, and then the only other guy I would kind of, I wanted to mention is AJ Brown. Uh, he had a decent. First week as a rookie. Um, It was three catches, though, so I wouldn't even put any capital. If you're going
0: to get a rookie, I think Brown would probably.
1: Um, Really quickly, going over some running backs, uh, I had Gio Bernard is obviously probably the number one out of the week considering that Joe Mixon probably can't stay on the field for his life.
0: Poor guy, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I would definitely be a a little bit lenient in that, but Gio Bernard is definitely a pickup um, because going – my thing is that we talked about John. We t- we talked about Joe Mixon at the beginning of the year as a he lost one of his best linemen. He's in an offense that isn't like spectacular. How good is he going to be? He got like two fantasy points in like three quarters before he got hurt, and it's yeah. like it's like Giovanni Bernard replacing Joe Mixon actually any good? The only difference is Bernard will
0: probably. I mean, but even then, Mixon is involved in the passing game too, yeah. so it's yeah. But the hope would be
1: Bernard can do a right. lot in the past game and still mm.
0: get like 10 to 15 carries and do something with that too.
1: Um, I also wanted to note Ronald Jones. He's he is actually 34.8% of leagues right now.
0: Ronald Jones is my number one ad for yeah. running backs. Yeah. I would over that over Bernard. Um, if you watched, God forbid, if you watched the uh, 49ers <laughs> Buccaneers game, <laughs> um, Ronald Jones um, actually had a stretch in the game where he was dominant. Yeah, they kept feeding on the ball. He got like ten yard run. Yep. They gave him to him again. He got another ten yard run. Oh, well, he looked. He, the crowd was. I don't actually. I don't remember if it was in Tampa or not. But <laughs> either way, the like he was he was He's energetic. Like the crowd was getting into I it. I was gonna say hey, the crowd was into it, but I remember he like I after mean, he would get a ten it. yard run, Both he would teams like, stand up lose. and start screaming like he. Yeah, like, you yeah, know how yeah, Dalvin yeah, Cook, Like, like yeah, that type yeah. of running back, he yeah. was like really into the game. I think I want to pull up his stats. I believe he had like seventy-five. Yes, yeah, seventy-five yards on thirteen carries, which is pretty solid. He had his only target went for eighteen yards. So yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty solid. Yeah. He had he had a very, very solid game and yeah. he was not the starter. He had
1: um thirty six Peyton Barber had thirty six percent of the snaps. Ronald Jones had thirty one percent of the snaps, and Dare Ogumbuwale <laughs> Had 39% of good, the snaps. Good, good job. 39. He led the team. Dare led the team in snap percentage. Uh, it's because he's the passing down back. Yeah, he is. So don't uh, go out and be I like, think... oh, my God. Dare, let's go. Or is it Dar? Or Dar? Some people say Derry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. sure. Anything. I think we'll just, after we'll just this go with week, it. though,
0: Tampa Rojo. will be like Get yourself.
1: Ronald, Ronald Jones,
0: I think, Outplayed Peyton Barber enough where this week he's going to get more carries than him and more snaps.
1: Get yourself a rojo. We'll
0: see. I don't. I. I think he's the number one running back, but there's not a lot of freaking drafted him and
1: then dropped him. My life. Um, Yeah, I think Ronald Jones is a great ad this week. Um, I I would agree with you. He's number one on my list. Uh, He had in the small. I think he had 14 carries, and what's his name? Peyton Barber had 14 carries as well. So they split evenly. Um and and Ronald Jones did way better with his carries than than Peyton Barber did. Peyton Barber is just a straight bad running back. Like, I don't even know how he still has the amount of workload that he gets. It's He's just not he, good. Last year he averaged like 3.1 was, yards yeah. a carry. He was better than Ronald Jones last year, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ronald Jones was really bad. But if Ronald okay. Jones continues to play at this level, you might actually have somebody that could be yeah. decent. The only other person I wanted to talk about at the running back position was Malcolm Brown.
0: Yeah, that's because of the Ram situation. Okay, so Todd you want to know something?
1: Todd Gurley got 70% of the snap share. He did really good with his workload, and he, he was actually, I think he had 100 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. He had 5.5-something yards per carry. Oh, he actually, when he was out, yeah, there, he he was was out there, he was very good. A lot of people are going to be, oh, my God, Todd Gurley? sucks no, no, he was very good. Malcolm Brown came in and vultured two touchdowns away from him in the red zone. That is concerning if you're a Todd Gurley owner. Oh, big time. Why is I didn't that draft enough him? to go out and get Malcolm Brown?
0: I wouldn't go out of the way to get Malcolm Brown. <laughs> That's just me. Come on, bro. Hundred dollars of waiver budget. No.
1: <laughs> um, if you need, like, it's clear to me at this point that this is probably what this team's gonna be. Todd Gurley's upside has always been his touchdowns or the touchdown rate, mm-hmm. and he's he's been able to get an insane amount of touchdowns. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like go his upside is. Is Brown, yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way for Malcolm Brown either. But if you need a running back, and he's going to sit here and vulture for multiple weeks, then it might be worth a. Snack. Yeah. Mean, it might have, It might also just some weeks game might script.
0: might be girly. Some weeks might Daryl Henderson might be getting in the end zone Sean McVay
1: too. like when the when the excuse of this knee injury came out, I think he just rejoiced because he was like, "Oh, now I can go to two running backs." Like everyone loves the two running back thing. Malcolm Brown did actually look good on his snaps though. Um I would not waste my money on Malcolm Brown at least for tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either. Um and then let's just, let's just quickly go over a couple tight ends. Uh 34% 35% owned in leagues is Darren Waller. I'm surprised it's that high, actually. Yeah. Darren Waller is to me I I talked about there, there's a couple of guys on the waiver wire. Now, uh, we we talked about how we like Trey Burton, talked about how we like Austin Hooper. I recently, in the last like three weeks, did a flip on some of those guys. Not a flip. I think Austin Hooper's still going to be a top six. I still like Austin Hooper. I still think Trey Burton's going to be like a top seven tight end. So those guys are going to be there. But when you look for a tight end, I started thinking looking for the next George Kittle. Last year when we started the season, Marquise Goodwin, right? Marquise Goodwin on the 49ers. You had him. You had Dante Pettis. You had... Like, you looked at the receiver core, and you're like, okay, it's shaky. George Kittle finished as a top-six wide receiver, I mean, tight end the year before. He looked pretty decent. Now he's, like, one of the number-one targets on the 49ers, right? Mm -hmm. He comes in. Week one. Boom. People spend all their waiver budget on George Kittle as a number-one tight end. I was looking for tight ends this week that were that. Mark Andrews and Mike... Mark Andrews, Mike Kosicki, and... Darren Waller are those three guys that I think are like the main targets in their offense. Now you can take yeah. the Dolphins off the list. I'm yeah. throwing all Dolphins. <laughs> Mike away. Guys he- put it in, put it in the garbage can. But Darren Waller and Mark Andrews are two fantastic yes. tight ends. The thing I've been battling is Mark Andrews because I have the option of both Mark Andrews or. <laughs> Darren Waller. yeah. Darren Waller is in my starting tight end position right now. Do I drop Darren Waller? Do I pick up Mark Andrews? I would say Mark Andrews is the better option between the two. But yep. Darren
0: Waller, I was just, just going to say. Because he's in a say, better offense. Yes. And I was just going to say with Darren Waller, the George Kittle thing was the exact point I was going to make up, where he could be this year's George Kittle. I don't think he's going to be as good as George Kittle, but yeah. the situation that he's in he's, is he's the similar guy. to George Kittle. Well, correct. Well, they do have... On uh, on,
1: straight, on hard knocks, John Cruden straight said, our offense runs through the tight end. Like, it didn't take long last night. No, it didn't. It's like first drive, three receptions for... <laughs> three receptions for, I think it was like 35 yards. I mean, Tyra Williams is... Tyra Williams is the number one, right. which is why I would kind of lean towards Mark Andrews. But at the same time, you have that... Upside there. I I really like Darren Waller. I do too. Like like that's the thing is when you look at a team, you look at you're looking at the tight end position, what target is that guy? And this is the problem that I was having with Hooper and Burton. Is that Burton is like the third guy in his offense. Hooper's like maybe even the fourth guy in his offense. When you look at Darren Waller and Mark Andrews, who's the number one receiving target on the Baltimore Ravens right now?
0: Hollywood Brown. (laughs)
1: It's probably it's probably Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Who's the number one receiving target on the Oakland Raiders? Now, before last night, I would have said Darren Waller. After last night, I will say Tyrell Williams it was, and it then was, Darren Waller. Yeah, it was Tyrell Williams. But there's, I mean, Hunter Renfro is not your second target right now. It's, <sighs> it's, it's clear to me that it's Darren Waller. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I would pick up Darren Waller. I don't know if there's anybody else that you would target as a tight end for this uh, week. I mean, other
0: than those two guys, there's not really too much out there. Yeah. Um I wrote down if like Austin Hooper is available in your league still and undrafted what are we doing there's but- one guy out
1: there 41% of leagues his name is TJ Hawkinson. Oh what are we doing? The Hawk, baby. Get yourself get yourself on the, it, okay, I'm going I'm not going to lie. I would like put $60 down on Hawkinson right now. <laughs> are you
0: serious? Yes,
1: dude. I would Dude, whatever happened to I it? sound like all insane, year. but I would I <laughs> what happened all, all year? year. I no, I, if he is what we think he is, like you got yourself Gronk. He's a top three tight end, automatic. Not for this year, though. That's right. And
0: I've been on the Hawk train. I was the one <laughs> uh, in
1: this show. I've been saying to draft T.J. Hawkinson. But you were you were you were right though because I didn't expect them to utilize him as much as they are, and they're trying to utilize him like. Well, that, that's what I was saying. But he's you, a top ten pick, and if he's successful, the first game of his like I'm putting fifty sixty dollars on him right now. Somebody's oh, going to do that wow. and burn. They're going to come back at Don't me, and they're going to be like, "Dude, Don't do you that. were an idiot." I he love the don't Hawk. do Okay, okay, I don't do that. Hawk. I'll leave don't, that. For, don't. Let me no, do it for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you do it and tell everybody how it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Too bad he's not available in our
1: league. Yeah, he's not available in any of my leagues because, like, I have 10 bench spots in other leagues. It's so ridiculous. I like the Hawk, though. I ended up with Noah Font in my dynasty but, Okay, so out for, of the
0: Hawk or Mark Andrews, who would you take? I would take Mark Andrews. And you would
1: still put fifty dollars. <laughs> Maybe I was overreacting a little bit. I think that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it was a stretch. No, I mean if we're if we're talking like realistically, if Hawk was on the waiver wire right now for me, I would probably put between thirty and thirty-five dollars on him because of how valuable he is. I don't know how much I would put on Mark Andrews. We're. <sighs> Splitting hairs at this point, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you—you you, you make so you—you didn't even make any points, and I'm trying to convince myself that it's not a good idea. <laughs> For what? <laughs> to go out and put sixty dollars on Hawk.
0: Okay, here, here, I'll—I'll <laughs> I'll convince you not to. Okay, all right. T.J. Hawkinson is still a
1: rookie tight end. Yeah, that's There's true. Marvin
0: yep. Jones yep. and Kenny Galladay, Camon 100- Johnson in that offense. I understand he—they played the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yo, you know what? I'll give you that. Well, who's he playing okay, this week? We good. Who's he playing this week?
0: Uh, he the Chargers. Oh,
1: Good luck. He's still. I would still pick him up, but I would not. Oh yeah, pick him up. Uh, somebody's going to still. Uh, well, uh, a premature starter sit. Would you start T.J. Hawkinson this week? No, you have him. You you drafted him. You put him on your bench. You wouldn't start him.
0: Depen- well, it depends on my other options are in my league, but typically no.
1: Like you have Mark Andrews on the waiver wire. I would start Mark Andrews over okay. T.J. Hawkinson right. this week. Um. Let's get into some QB streaming options for the yes. week and close out the show. Um, I, I can't not. I'm just going to give you one guy. I can't yeah. not put him Eli on Manning. this list because I feel... Yeah, Eli Manning. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like he is not... like. I looked at the numbers on... What is it? I uh, looked at the numbers on him on Fantasy Pros in terms of how much he's owned, and it says that he's owned 60%. And I don't know if I believe it, but his name is Dak Prescott. Mm. Prescott came out. Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they were facing the Giants. But the new offensive <laughs> coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, he was doing, like, and I'll, I, I can't remember if I told you this Sunday night, but I've watched probably over 60 Cowboy games over the last, like, five That's years. That's very sad. Because I've been watching Zeke. So and Zeke's only been on the team for four years, so that's that. But I've seen a lot of Dak Prescott play, and I've seen a lot of the Cowboys' offense play. And what I talked about this before on I think it was like months ago on our sleeper show, or on our QB, we were talking about QBs at some point, and I yeah. said Dak Prescott is consistent. He just only gets like seventeen points a game. Right. Um, the offense for Dallas was always boring. It was always like, get up to the line of scrimmage, hand it off to Zeke, run it right up the middle. No motions, no pre-play reads, nothing. It was just like, and it was very always standard very offense. standard, very stale. With Kellen Moore, they in this game, all they did, they shifted guys around, they created mismatches, they did all kinds of stuff. It was something different, and it worked. Like Dak yeah. Prescott looked legit. Four hundred and something I'll just say four hundred plus yards, four touchdowns. He had thirty seven fantasy points, I believe. Yes. And a four touch four point touchdown league. Uh, Dak Prescott is my is my huge that he has a good matchup this week against Washington, and he's a huge streamer oh, yeah. for this if week. you
0: are streaming quarterbacks. James if Winston didn't work out or your, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs>
1: or Cam Newton even. Yeah. For me. Um, I didn't even start. And, and you I need a bounce back Vincent. quarterback. Yeah, 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 Dak yeah.
0: Prescott is definitely number one on my
1: list. And, and my thing is too, is that if this is something that's regular, mm-hmm. he's already consistent. Like, yeah. So I, I definitely, if you need a quarterback, I would stream Dak Prescott. Um, do you have a streamer for us?
0: Yeah. Dak Prescott, I think is the clear guy. Um, someone that goes under the
1: radar for this week, I think he's, Oh, you're going to, uh, is either his, his initials are either DC or AD. Give it to us. Andy Dalton, baby. I <laughs> I thought you might go Derek Carr. I thought you I might was go
0: Derek Carr. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um Derek Carr has a okay matchup. Andy Dalton
1: is owned in I believe fifteen
0: percent of leagues. Yeah, Andy Dalton is not owned in probably any of your leagues. Well oh, he's free. Go get him. I think he had twenty two fantasy points this week. He threw for over four hundred yards. Be, for this week? Yeah. This week he's playing San Francisco Who Defended pretty well in week one, but who's got a better defense? San Francisco or Seattle? And, yes, they were playing. Seattle. Seattle, correct. In week one, in Seattle, he threw for for over 400 yards. He would have had more fantasy points, but he had two fumbles lost. (laughs) So he would have had uh, a 26 fantasy point game. And I think this week he's going to do just as good, to be honest, I think around (laughs) the 22 fantasy point mark. If you're streaming, guys, Dak Prescott should be number one. But a deep option this week is yeah. look out for Andy Dalton. I think he could get another
1: solid week out of him. Yeah, uh, I would. I would also throw in Derek Carr. Uh, okay. He he looked really good. If you were watching, he did. It wasn't. See, the thing is for me is that if he out? had it, yeah, 15 fantasy points, but he remember he was facing Denver. Yeah, that's true. I, he did. He just when you watch the game itself, he looked mm-hmm. good. He just didn't score a lot of touchdowns. What about Josh Allen this week? um josh allen is owned in most leagues i believe he's owned in well i actually want to look
0: that put put uh, pull that number up yeah dude i got you because if he's not owned i think he's not a bad option um who are you playing? the new york giants who just gave up 37 points to Dak prescott uh he had a <laughs> he had two interceptions week one, he wasn't. He wasn't great, but he Blah. did. He did have a very good second half.
1: He's owned in thirty-two percent of Yahoo leagues and twenty-one percent of ESPN leagues and twenty-four percent
0: NFL.com. So that's like what twenty-five ish, twenty-six percent. Yeah, he's not a bad option too. I think Josh I mean, Allen is a good off. Op- I would put Josh I, for me. My top three quarterback streaming. If options, they figured out the offense and figured out how to make it
1: better, then yeah,
0: I would say Dak Prescott is should be number one. I'd put Jack Josh Attack Adam number two Let's and then go. Andy Dalton number three. And I'd probably say Derek Carr number four.
1: Yep. Um, that'll do it for our waiver wire ads and streaming options podcast episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, be sure to listen tomorrow, tomorrow, people, as we go over our booms and busts mm-hmm. for this past week, week one, um, and players you should also buy and sell. Don't forget to check us out at our website, um, thefantasychampions.com content articles material adam Hutchison just released an article about start uh waiver wire ads uh so make sure you go check yes. that out follow us on twitter and instagram talk to you tomorrow fantasy champs peace out thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast make sure you subscribe on itunes and youtube and follow
0: us on twitter at the ff champs